We have a new sponsor for the month of March, Stacked Supplements. Stacked Supplements is a locally owned and operated supplement store located in five towns across the Midwest. Cape Girardeau, Missouri, Carbondale, Illinois, Evansville, Indiana, Marion, Illinois, and Paducah, Kentucky. Stack's goal is to help people get results by providing next-level service, products, and support. Stack Supplements is more than just a supplement store. They go above and beyond to help each and every customer achieve their goals and improve their health. Check out their wide selection of everything from general health products and vitamins, minerals, to pre-workouts, fat burners, and proteins, and so much more. You can check out their website at stacksupplements.com, and the link will be in the show notes. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hello, and welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I hope you're doing well today. We're going to talk about the homeschool convention that Jordan and I went to this last weekend, and I'm going to just give you a pitch of why we homeschool. And if you don't currently homeschool, maybe you send your kids to private school or something like that, and hopefully you don't send your kids to government schools still. And I know state by state, government schools are worse or less worse, depending upon what state you're in and then what county you're in within that state. But there's so much pressure with government schools, and you know God did not establish government schools to teach and educate our children. He's established parents to do that. And so we're going to work through a couple things about that. I'm going to tell you about the homeschool convention because I think it's just such a great thing for people to go to and for parents in particular to go to. And uh, and then we'll look at a couple Bible verses today. We'll wrap it up after that. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. I ask for a blessing upon this conversation. Lord, I pray that this would be helpful and encouraging to people, uh, to moms who are teaching their children at home. Lord, I pray you would help them as they're helping their husbands to raise their children in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord, and they're educating them broadly. Lord, help us as we're raising our generalist kids to be able to take over the world for your glory and honor as they become young men and women who know what it means to be a godly young man and a godly young woman. Give us strength and encourage uh, encourage us. And God, I pray that this would uh, be done with joy. Help us to parent and to teach with joy and not you know, with a feeling that this is just a burden and overwhelming thing. So just lead us. I trust you're going to. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastors out there, you know the landmine. You know, it really is a landmine when you're thinking about education, talking about education with your church family. And I've done an episode on this before about how I'd sat in on a conversation years ago. And in the room, there was a homeschool advocate, there was a Christian school advocate, and there was a public school advocate. And I just saw the conversation slash argument growing as this conversation was going because all three of these people were diehard in their reasoning for why they were doing what they were doing with their children and uh, and with their grandchildren. And I sat back and I said, you know, there's there's reasons why each of us come to the, those conclusions. We got to be gracious with one another, and obviously, all those things are true. We have to be gracious with one another. But since that time, in the state of Illinois things have taken a turn for the absolute worst in the government schools to the point that from kindergarten to third grade, students are going to be learning about gender fluidity, about homosexuality, about all this kind of stuff that's just awful. And in the grade school bathrooms, there's going to be tampons in the boys' room because they say sometimes girls have, sometimes boys have periods too. It's just sheer insanity. Fortunately, at our church, 
really our families have taken on to this and, and really recognize what's going on. And I think we have a universal homeschool church now with the exception of maybe one or two families sending their kids to public school, or excuse me, sending their kids to private Christian school. So it's a neat thing to see parents taking responsibilities, fathers taking responsibilities for the education of their children. And it's just neat to see God work in that way. Now, as you're navigating this with your church, it, you know, it's just difficult. It's a, it's a hard conversation to have because you do want to be gracious with your people and you also want to push, but you don't want to be uh, controlling. You don't want to be manipulative or anything like that, but you do want to pressure and say, hey, listen, if, if the dad and mom don't see the education of their children as their priority, as their God-given priority, then you do want to press without being controlling. You want to want to try to challenge them to consider what God has to say to them and say, so, you know, even if you send your kids to private Christian school, even if you send your kids, if you still send your kids for some crazy reason to a public school or some reason just out of necessity, you don't have the finances or for some reason there's just providential hindrances at that point, then you can go to your church and, you know, pastors do whatever you can to make that option available for members of the church, even if you just have to pay for the private school or do whatever you can to get them in a situation where they can homeschool their children. But, um, but you want to be able to press, but we can't control people, obviously. And you got to trust people to pray and make the best decisions that they can. But we do have to press on them that God's word is clear that the government is not given the responsibility to educate children. That That's just unbelievably clear. We'll look at that here in just a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about the great homeschool convention. Jordan and I got back from the homeschool convention in Missouri this year and the different locations around the country that do the great homeschool conventions. It's an organization that puts together speakers from all over the country, and resources for homeschool parents that are phenomenal. And it's in South Carolina, Missouri, Ohio, California, and Texas. Well, the Missouri one's only a couple hours away. And so last year and this year, this is our second year we went, we went up to uh, it's St. Charles Convention Center, along with probably, I don't know, five to 10,000 other homeschool families from our church. There were probably 20 people at least from our church that were there. And they say on here that the goal of the homeschool convention is to educate, encourage, equip, and to help people have a good time while they're there. And I think they do a pretty good job of all of those things. One of the great things about homeschooling is that in you know, 20, 30 years ago, just a couple decades back, there was such a small percentage of people that are homeschooling that if you were to homeschool your children, you were still, even in Christian circles, looked at as kind of weird. And when you go to this homeschool convention, you see the progress from 20, 30 years ago from, to where we are today till now. There's over 10 million students that are being homeschooled right now. 10 million. I mean, isn't that crazy? It's just such a great thing with everything over the last couple of years. That number has increased, and God has used the last couple of years providentially to bring education back home, which is phenomenal. But they do a great job of equipping people, and when you're here with 10,000 other people, it's really encouraging to be able to look around and say, you know what, this is... People are doing this. They're raising their children in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And the people that are presenting and the people that are at this convention are incredibly intelligent. They know American history. They know the sciences. They, they actually know that 2 plus 2 always equals 4 and never equals 5, believe it or not. The halls of academia in our country don't really realize that right now, Harvard. But these homeschoolers, homeschool moms, homeschool dads, they sure know. And so the overall experience that we had this this weekend was just a really great time. Our kids stayed with our my my in-laws, and so Jordan and I just really had a, a marriage retreat as well. It was a lot of fun for us just to be able to spend time together and eat some good food and hang out with friends and go to the different seminars. Now, when you're at a homeschool convention, and this is a free plug for them, I'm going to tag them on Instagram here. When they when you go there, there's different tracks that you can take. 
So if you do the Charlotte Mason method, if you do the classical Christian education method, Charlotte Mason is is uh, it ties some of that in there as well. But whatever method you use, they they color code all the all of the uh, the different seminars, so you can know which one I want to go to, which one you want to go to. There's actually a teen seminar. There is a uh, uh, American history seminar or uh, a color. So you can go down through all the, the colors in the workbook, and you can see all the presentations. There's probably 150 presentations, and you can find out which ones that you want to go to, and it is really, really good. I was a little disappointed William Federer was going to be there. I've learned a lot from him over the last year and a half, and he wrote a really great book called Who is King in America? Really accessible. That shows that the, the king's power, one of the great things about this country, has been dispelled. The king's power has been dispelled throughout this country into the people and the constitution and through the three branches of government to where there isn't the centralization of power like there was in England. And it's just a, he's just got a lot of great things to say. Well, he had to cancel in the last minute, so we didn't get to see him. But we got to uh, uh, also learn some things about like trail life. Uh, trail life is a, a thing we're going to be starting at our church. It's a group for little boys, for, for not just little boys, but from little boys all the way up to 24-year-old men. And it, we have little boys in our home. We have a 7-year-old and a 4-year-old. And so we're going to start, it looks like a troop, a trail life troop, the Mighty Men Trail Life Troop at our church here probably in the fall. And the guy that did the presenting on that did such a good job, understands how boys learn. <clears throat> One example he gave is how often it is that a, a little boy may be inside doing math paperwork and, and just really struggling through the math paperwork that he's doing, these math sheets. While the dad is outside on a Saturday, I guess school isn't done on a Saturday, or the dad is outside in the evening working on a project using math as he's building a, an addition to his shop, and the boy's inside doing the you know, worksheet. Well, he could be out working with his dad using math in real life experience and using his hands as well. And I thought that was such a really great, you know, great thing to be able to think about education broader than just the book side, and <clears throat> which is what homeschool is. Now, <clears throat> let's turn, homeschool is about building people, okay? When, when you're talking about educating children, you're not wanting to get good testers. And so much of public education, government school education, and sometimes even private school education can be education devoted to make good testers, education devoted to build a good college student. Well, with homeschool, I hope that's not your goal of education. The goal is not just to build a good tester. The goal is not to just build somebody that's going to do really good at college. The goal is to build a human being by the grace of God through the power of the Holy Spirit who loves Jesus, who understands the gospel of Jesus, and understands that God's word is authoritative in all of life. And they're able to see the world through the lenses of the scriptures, applying the principles there and the explicit passages there, recognizing the law of God in all of life and recognizing God's grace as the fuel for their obedience in all of life. I mean, that's just what we want, right? I mean, isn't it a, if we get the STEM stuff in line with our children, if all the, the, the education, build renaissance men and women who know education broadly, but they, and they don't understand though, the scriptures in all of life, and they don't see the scriptures as the lenses through all their educational pathways, and everything that they would learn in life, both, both through books and both through experience, then I think we've really failed with raising up our children in the way God would have us. Let me just get, lay out why we homeschool. This is why Jordan and I homeschool. Years ago, I read a book by, by Vody Bauckham, and I know many of you have read Vody Bauckham, and you've thought, okay, we've got to do this. Youth ministry is unbiblical, and <laughs> done all that. When I first got into ministry, I left college. I'm a youth ministry major in college. That was my degree. I have a, a degree in, in, uh, in youth ministry, a minor in Bible, and <clears throat> I read Vody Bauckham's Family Driven Faith right when it came out in 2007. 
Well, for those listening, you uh, heard that coffee slurp. And for those watching, you saw why there was a coffee slurp, because I sipped some coffee. When you read Vody Bauckham's Family Driven Faith, it is so compelling. And read that and was full on board and still am with family integrated model of ministry and uh, the role of fathers in the home. And so I read that and have been committed to that. And, uh, and fortunately, there's so many people around me that have been committed to that and pastors of our church, my fellow, fellow elders at our church that are committed to that. And uh, really, what Vody Bauckham does is an outworking of Ephesians chapter 6. This is God's word to parents about raising their children in, uh, in Ephesians. Here's what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Let's just pause real quick. Dads, don't we need that? Isn't there something in us? I mean, wrestling and fighting is phenomenal. Playing jokes on your kids, those, those are great things. But when it gets into the provoking and the turning and the desire, I come from a line of provokers that thinks it's just hilarious to get people around you enraged and angry and frustrated. And then uh, when you get them enraged and angered and frustrated, you just laugh and love every minute of it. And that's something that I've had to kill in me. That's a sin in there that that is a violation of God's commandments to me. And I want to follow Christ in all that he's commanded. And when I'm doing that, if I provoke my children, okay, that, that is a sin against God. That's something I don't want to do. So even though it's in my family lineage of being a, a generations of generation on generation of provokers, I've got to stop that. I cannot treat my children like that. So instead of provoking your children to anger, I've got to bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Now notice the commandment is to fathers. It's explicitly to fathers. Now here's what we have to know. The wife, and we've worked through this as we work through our Biblical Womanhood series, the wife is the helper to her husband. The father is going to be raising his children and actively involved in the education of his children through all that he's doing. Now, fortunately, I have a job that I work from home. Men that don't work from home, you have to be present at home when you're at home. You have to see your responsibility as an educator when you get home. Home is a place of work. It's not just a place of respite, retreat, rest, relaxation. Home is a place of work and of productivity. And so you have your obligation when you come home from work to be there and realize that you have to educate your children. And education, again, is broader than just the book learning that they're experiencing. It's broader than just learning languages, or it's broader than just learning uh, how to write or write in cursive. It's broader than just learning how to read. And it's all, it's all of life. So you're going to come and you're going to help them apply the learning that they're, they're experiencing with the books into real life experience. And they're going to catch how you live. They're going to live how you live. And so your wife, as the helper, as you guys pray through this, you're either going to delegate some of the responsibilities of education, the book side of responsibilities to your wife, or you're going to delegate some of those responsibilities to a private Christian school. One of the two. I think homeschool is better. You heard me right. I think it's a better option for building Christian households. It's not for every, everybody. I don't think it's like, you know, necessarily, it's not like a sin or something like that. Private Christian options can be really, really good. But most, more times than not, they're very, very expensive. And it's a, it's a difficult move. Homeschool is a lot less uh, expensive than private school. Now, obviously, you're already paying your taxes to the public schools, and that is a tragedy. The state should always let the money going towards education to go to your own children. The, the money should follow the child. Duh. But you're going to delegate this education if you're not doing able to do that um, yourself. Your helper, your one flesh, is going to going to do that. So my wife does the book side of schooling for uh, three days a week, and then on the fourth day, I 
do I take one day a week on our family day and that's our day I take Fridays off and I do education for our children on that day but education is is all of life so we're building them because we're wanting to see children that are raised in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord the primary primary role of education in the household the primary is raising them in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord if our children are brilliant and they get a 36 on their ACT but they are not walking with Christ well we've missed something here the, the priority is that they would know the Lord and humbly walk before God and men all the days of their life. That they would be young men and women that grow up and see their households built for the glory and honor of Jesus. And then they see their following generation's households built for the glory and honor of Jesus. That's what we want. That's the goal of education. Now, I say this, no matter what you do, if it's homeschool or private Christian school, or if there's some you know reason, again, that your kids are in public school, your children are going to pick up their way of living, and this is the most crucial piece of education. The disciple will be like the teacher. Who are they learning from? Then they're going to end up being like who they're learning from. If it's the media, they're going to end up being like the media. If it's the public school system, the government schools, if you give your kids to Caesar, don't be surprised when they come out Romans. Thank you, Vody Bacham. They're going to end up being like their teacher. And uh, when I say their teacher, not just the one good teacher, the two good teachers they had, most likely they're going to end up like the curriculum that was presented to them. And there's only so much buffering a good teacher can do against the curriculum they're taking home. Students are taking home and taking quizzes on and taking tests on and having to memorize. So good teachers can only buffer that a little bit. The student will become like the teacher. This is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 verse 40. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Here, here's just the truth. I want my children to be like me and Jordan. But beyond that, I want them to be godlier than us. I want them to grow. I want them to be better men. I want my sons to be better men than me. I want my daughters to be, if God gives me more than one, my daughter. I want my daughter to be like Jordan. And I want them both to grow beyond us in their godliness. Shouldn't we want that as parents? Shouldn't we want that for our kids? I mean, I want my sons to be like me. That, so, I, so I need to be around them. I, they need to, they, if I'm raising them and doing what God has called me to be, called me to do, then they're going to come alongside of me. They're going to catch. This is how men live their life. This is how men follow after the Lord. This is how men treat women. This is how men work. This is how Christian men do life. <clears throat> this is how Christian men love the local church. This is how Christian men live to see the glory of God and the kingdom of God established in their midst. This is how Christian men build wealth. This is how Christian men, you guys get the point. And I want that for my daughter with Jordan. So Jordan is educating our children. <clears throat> and we have to see ourselves as the primary educators no matter what schooling options we choose. So that's why we homeschool. Uh, a shout out to Eric Kahn. He's got a great episode on why homeschooling. Uh, I can link that in the show notes as well. I've learned a lot from, from that episode and I've been thankful for his work. And I've had Eric on the show before. I've known him for a while and thankful for his work. Uh, but that's a really great episode on homeschooling. And I want to challenge you out there to, uh, to consider homeschooling. Uh, I mean, Christian school is a great option. We have a Christian school here and a couple Christian schools look close to us. But for us, homeschooling is the, uh, is the way to go. And you can, you can do it. I mean, uh, go to the homeschool conventions and see all these people that are doing this. I mean, you can really do this. And uh, homeschooling is incredibly effective. So, guys, thanks so much for watching. Please subscribe and share this. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, leave a rating review. Guys, you guys know the drill. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, pastors, I mean, 
be bold as you're talking about insisting on the fact that parents are to raise their children in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. Fathers are to do this. And insist on the fact that the student will become like the teacher. Okay? Insist on that. And then have your people pray. Okay, what, what is this going to look like then? How are we going to raise our children? And who are we going to delegate this responsibility to as it ultimately rests on the shoulders of the Father? Okay, guys, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. You can find more information at theshepherdscrook.co.